0: It's simple, shipping, logistics, capacity, access. We are connecting America's heartland to the rest of the world. It's not just about shipping. It's a story about how we're constantly innovating, how we move our products around the world. Cleveland is a port city. We've always been a port city. This is Great Lakes Forward. Welcome to season three, episode two of Great Lakes Forward. I'm your host, Jay Davis. And today we're joined by Klaus Sorensen, vice president of Great Lakes in the Midwest of Split Off. Welcome to the podcast, Klaus, and thank you for spending some time with us here at Great Lakes Forward. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for having me. Great. So before we dive into the interview, Klaus, I want to make sure all our followers that are listening to Great Lakes Forward follow the Port of Cleveland on social media. For the latest news, updates, um, and pictures, especially pictures, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at at Port of Cleveland. And on Facebook, follow us at The Port of Cleveland. Now let's get to the interview. All right. So as listeners of this podcast know, the Port of Cleveland has a few key strategic partners that work with us to get stuff done. On this podcast, we've talked to Rodney Corrigan from Logistec, our terminal operator, as well as Scott Brenner from OmniTrax, who runs the railroads at the port. Today, we're here to discuss the current global supply chain issues with Klaus Sorensen from Splitoff, who operates the Port of Cleveland's Cleveland to Europe Express service, the direct connection between our city and Europe. And the only direct connection uh, for scheduled container service here in the Great Lakes and the north coast of the United States. So, Klaus, can you talk to us a little bit about Speed Off and what the company does?
1: Sure can. So we are a Dutch-owned uh, shipping company. We uh, have been in business for 100 years this year. Uh, we operate uh, mostly what we call MPPs around the world. Uh, multi-purpose vessels, project carriers, um, basically in a transformation, uh, servicing any port in the world that uh, that has cargo to be moved. Um, we have other groups within uh, our company. Big Lift is our heavy lift group, um, heavy project uh, group. That their vessels are suited to handle anything up to several hundred, almost a thousand. Tons lifts. Uh, so these are big lift vessels. Um, then we have some liner services, liner type services, operating in the Baltic and other areas uh, in Europe. And then we have, last but not least, our Cleveland Europe Express service, which operates between predominantly Antwerp and Cleveland. Uh, we go into other areas as well, but that is the backbone of, of this service. Um, this service uh, handles containers with a dedicated container vessel, as well as our other fleet vessels, MPP vessels, that we, we also bring into the lakes quite frequently, but handling more so project-type cargoes, bulk cargoes, uh, steels, and things of that nature. Whereas our dedicated container vessel, obviously, is, is all containers. And that's, that's a quick rundown of our, of our services.
0: Hey, thanks, Klaus. I I, uh, I appreciate that because again, a lot of folks within that maybe listening to this may not understand the difference between a multi-purpose ship and a container ship. That you know, you'll typically see as the port ships that come into ports. Um, why is it critical that we have these multi-purpose ships along with you know these container ships? So, you know, why is there such a need for that variation?
1: Well, it, it opens up options. Um, to take a little bit of a step back, there's, there's a tradition of, of shipping business in the Great Lakes that go way, way back. Uh, but the cargoes handled on the Great Lakes are more in the bulk type uh, commodities, such as ore, coal in the past, not so much anymore, um, limestone, things of that nature. And then, of course, a lot of steels. There's a lot of steel uh, mills and, and factories relating on steels or relying on steels here in in, uh, in this region. And so those are the predominant commodities um, have, that has been moved here in the past. Uh, we bring in our multi-purpose vessels, uh, giving us an ability to handle a bunch of different things. Uh, as we see it, a lot of the production that goes on here, there's got to be an end product coming out of it. And... A lot of that stuff we know is for export. So we would like to give the manufacturers around here an option to actually move their their cargo out of Cleveland um, directly without having to worry about bringing it over the road uh, to the East Coast or West Coast. Uh, we can take it from here and, and get it straight out of the port. Um, for that, we want to have as many options as possible. So no matter what is being brought to us, we, can, we have a ways to handle it. So our ships have, have capacity to up to 800 tons lifting, which means that basically anything that's produced here can be shipped out of Cleveland. There's no limitations that, oh, there are limitations, but virtually um, it's very rare that there's something we can't handle with our fleet, which it gives us, it positions us well in the market to say yes to pretty much anything that's here, either coming in or going out. And, uh, and certainly, having the the investment that the, the port made in the container service, just it just adds to to the overall picture of of making a successful uh, port call in Cleveland with our ships.
0: Thanks for that background, Klaus. And again, uh, congratulations on uh, the 100 year anniversary of off. Uh That's impressive. Um, and with that hundred years and everything we've been through as as a uh here in the us but around the world in the last 18 months how has operations been this year um uh, well um it's been
1: tough in some ways it's been busy and because of that has been there's been obstacles uh no doubt about it uh, i think the the literally the floodgates opened uh this spring uh it seemed that that with with COVID taken a, a step in the right direction, uh, everybody just started getting back to work, got in, getting busy and, and we have been uh, very busy, especially on the the inbound portion of, of our business, but now also going out. Uh, so operations have been, uh, uh, I wouldn't say at the limits, But certain times may be at the limits as to what, you know, it seems that we need to find another gear every now and then. And and we
0: fortunately have been able to do so. So we're doing well. Great, great. I'm sure it has been um, interesting. Um, Are you seeing a lot of cargo owners wanting to change the way their goods are moved across the world? And so simply put, are you seeing people who usually may have gone through um, uh, East Coast ports or West Coast ports or uh, some other mode that are now switching to uh, the Cleveland Europe Express or from anywhere here in the Midwest we definitely are we're um, we're experiencing it
1: in a few different ways uh, we're we're seeing direct uh, inquiries coming from Europe uh, to through our Amsterdam head office for uh, customers looking for alternatives how do we get to the Midwest uh, can you help us? Those kinds of, of scenarios definitely in play, um, and it's been you know it's amazing really the the influx of of uh, business that we have we've seen from that angle. We're also seeing it from here from local importers, uh, especially where they're coming to us because their terms are changing. The sales terms, the terms um, are changing, putting them basically. It's what we're seeing maybe guessing a little bit, putting two to and two together is that the shippers, the exporters in Europe or elsewhere and around around the world, uh, they're kind of saying, we can't give you what it is that you're buying from us. We can't handle the, the shipping part of, of our commitment to you. Uh, we'll send you, we'll sell you the products, but you have to take care of the shipping part on your own. So now we have importers coming to us asking, can you help us arrange this? We have not done this before. Um, what can you do to, to you know keep us in business literally and so we step in and and you know we have obviously a great experience here on the um on the on the lakes with our ce service and so it's easy for us to step in and say that oh, this is what you need to do this is how we can help you um all they need is is really a customs broker and we handle everything else for them so that's worked very well and and certainly we're ready to to explore that even further uh, as we look into the 2022 season, uh, it, it, there's a need, no doubt about it.
0: And so, and keeping on that that, that theme of Cleveland to Europe Express, uh, in 2014, the Port of Cleveland launched the Cleveland to Europe Express service, which provides shippers, and, and shippers we mean uh, people who have goods to uh, send out and receive uh, throughout the world direct connection between Cleveland and America's Midwest uh, to Europe's biggest markets. This is a unique service uh, for this region, uh, and it simply gives shippers an alternative option for moving their goods. So, Klaus, talk to us about the biggest change that's happened to the Cleveland Europe Express in the past few months.
1: Well, that's obvious. Uh, We added uh, a pure container vessel um allowing us to increase our container movements on this on this service, uh, literally uh, doubling our capacity if not a little bit more than that actually overnight um, we started the service in October, I'm sorry in August and um, it has been uh, the minute really that we were able to offer dedicated container services is has been, Ringing around our market and we get uh, a lot of inquiries for this particular uh, service, which is you know, a great addition to what we already did, uh, just allowing us purely to focus on the containers um, as a market in its own right, uh, which certainly has, has proven to be a, um, a good decision for us.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do see a lot of uptick on the Peyton Lens, see um, information. Uh, we at the Port of Cleveland, when, when the ships came, when the first ship came through in August, uh, we went through and we did a lot of videos and things like that that people have found on our website and social media. And just the questions from just general public about the ship and uh, what's being shipped and and how can people access it and things like that These aren't necessarily shippers, it's just people in the general public from throughout the Midwest Who were relieved to see that uh, a port in the Great Lakes was trying to be proactive In helping with the supply chain issues that we're seeing uh, all throughout the world And so, now obviously this would, uh, we wouldn't be doing this if there wasn't a huge demand for it so Klaus, the supply chain uh, that has been strained this year as a result of the pandemic increases the customer demand. There's also labor issues uh, all around the world, equipment shortages uh, from a lack of things just not being made at the same volume uh, over the last couple of years and a lack of critical infrastructure. So we know there's a lot there. Uh, and that infrastructure piece we, we've been hearing a lot of um, here from Washington, D.C. in the United States uh, about addressing that, but again, that's gonna take time. So there's a ton of stress on the bigger U.S. ports right now to efficiently move and transload cargo, uh, both imports and exports. And what we're seeing is, you know, everybody's seeing the coastal congestion, ships hanging out to anchor out in the lakes. I'm quite sure we've all seen those, um, uh, news stories on nightly news and the major networks and cable news and also some local networks as well. So, Klaus, with the container-only vessel being added to the regular Cleveland Europe Express service, um, how do you see this as being the, the either the right now or the future of how um, companies can move their goods here in the, in the North Coast and in the Midwest?
1: I think... Um As an example, a lot of the inquiries we have received over the the past uh, couple of months, especially from local um, importers uh, and and some exporters, uh, it lends me to believe that that, uh, this crisis is really uh, working in our favor. Uh, People are not aware... Of what can actually happen through the port of Cleveland, and and this is local, a local company or several companies, uh, and they're now thinking, well, why have we not used the port of Cleveland for our container business in the past? Why can we, why have we not done this at an earlier stage? Um, and so there, we get this question a lot. Uh, you know, how long have you been doing this, and and you know, can you help us? And I think that that there's definitely a change where where you know people have been caught in this the the say the pandemic aftermath, and and people are struggling and they're really um, uh, going through their their processes and, and and seeing can we do this better and and I think that the, the our capacity uh, into the uh, the port of Cleveland is is. Uh, very much in in front of a lot of these people saying you know how can we take advantage of this and um, I think long term we will see effects of this that will last um, probably forever if we can you know we can keep this momentum going and just keep the the, the capacity uh, where it is and keep it keep it growing uh, there's no doubt that that this will be not just a short-term fix it's, this will be a long-term effect of what has happened elsewhere in other ports
0: and so, you know, being a company that has been in, in business for hundred years, I'm quite sure even, even with all this going on and decision to make the patency lend uh and add that as a, a dedicated container ship to the Cleveland Europe Express service, could you walk us behind the process to allocate the patency lend to a service? Um, what had to happen on the US and European side to make uh, all this happened. And, and I'm asking that for some of our customers that may not be as familiar with, you know, the business of shipping goods and 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 how logistics and supply chain isn't always as simple as just picking up the phone and picking a day and time.
1: Well, adding the vessel um, itself, uh, the Peyton Lindsey is an 860 TU capacity vessel, which is. A very, very small vessels compared to the vessels that dock in in New York or in LA, Long Beach. Uh, I mean, you're looking at 20,000 TUs per vessel uh, on, on those big ships, right? Um, we're offering, we, we can't do that due to the limitations of the sea the seaway we have to get through. Um, Payton Lynn came in as an option for us, which basically allowed us to double our uh, container capacity uh, literally overnight, not not to anything major, but enough that we provided we can provide an option for shippers who are moving cargo out of uh, Europe into the Midwest and exporting from the Midwest back to Europe. Um, exporters here, especially, have been used to moving everything through the East Coast, and and you know now we have a, a, an option to provide. An alternative uh, for them because we are already we were already doing containers with with this service when we you know starting out in in uh, 2014 we already have the expertise to handle containers um so it's really a no-brainer simple solution to just call up split and say hey you have container service can you help us and i literally that is what we're seeing from customers who are or were existing with the major container carriers but not now getting the service that they deserve. So, you know, we're the alternative to that um granted on a smaller scale, but you know, everything starts small. So, we can, you know, we still have room to grow. The port has room to grow. We can, you know, we can take this to a next level or even two or three beyond that. Um, you know, that we don't really see um you know, we're not seeing our our, our slowing down anytime soon in that aspect. So, um, Adding, adding the, the Peyton Lynn as a dedicated containers vessel for the service has been uh, really key. Uh, and, and you know, the timing couldn't have been better, uh, no doubt about it.
0: Uh, and we hope to build on that. Yeah, um, the timing, uh, definitely when you start thinking about companies and, and sometimes when, you, when you're saying uh, if you're a company and, and you're only moving, say, maybe a thousand containers a year. Uh, you may not get the same um, service as a company is moving 100,000 containers a year. And so right. for some of our companies that are vital to the lifeblood of any region, but especially here uh, in Northeast Ohio in the Midwest where we make a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of companies that employ a lot of people are, the, are those thousand containers a year uh, kind of companies. And so the smaller, more boutique ship and service uh, that, that Splitoff can can offer uh, through the Port of Cleveland is probably something that could be a lot more responsive to their needs. and right. and I think that's what you know, some of the folks that may uh, that may be skeptical because we've seen some great local success as a company with some regional successes as a company switching routes. You know, what would you tell someone who is skeptical about switching uh, if they need to, if they have the ability to, uh, why is it why import and export out of Cleveland instead of the coastal port?
1: Well, um, I, I have a number of things that, that I tell customers depending on, on on where they're coming from with, with the skepticism. Um, a lot of people are you know creatures of comfort and we all are to some extent. and you know what you know and, and to make a, a switch, is difficult sometimes. Um, you have a lot of systems in place, a lot of processes in place that, that, that especially in container business, they um, they circle around using a couple of major container carriers because of their, let's say, automated systems. Uh, it makes it easy for exporters and importers to use that system. Uh, we don't offer that huge automated system, but what we do offer is transparency, complete transparency. Um, we can, we can tell you what is on the port. We can even point to it. You can, you know, it's, it's, there's nothing that's hidden. Uh, everything is, is out in the wide open. And and that transparency helps when you are an importer, for instance, importing through the port of New York or Newark. Um, and you have, a you know, let's just say, 10 containers sitting in Newark and you have no idea where they are. Because the carrier cannot tell you where they are. The terminal operator cannot tell you where they are. The, the train that you're trying to get on, the train operator cannot tell you when you're where they are. There's somewhere in between stacks being moved from one to the other. you really don't know. that is that will never be the question here we will always be able to tell your container is sitting stack number three um, number four from the front. Uh, if you want it we'll, we'll get it ready for you. Um, come in this afternoon and we have it. that that doesn't happen in the same way in the big container ports. And and you know, to we have we have customers that are huge, moving thousands of containers annually around the world. And they still come to us as we understand you don't have that system, but we still see a value in what you're doing because some of our cargo is say on the more critical side, we can give this you and have full trust that you will tell us what's going on, that you will handle us uh, handle our uh, cargo with with care um, that you'll give us a service that we're looking for when we come looking for it and uh, and so that's that's kind of our uh, sales pitch and we know that it doesn't necessarily work for everybody but it does work uh, for for people who are um, caught in the pandemic someplace and and need a, need an out and that's that's what we can give them and we just hope that that out will lead to Future shipments from the same people.
0: And and speaking of those future shipments, I mean, one thing we get asked a lot, uh, especially right now, um, uh, but historically since we've started container service in twenty fourteen at the port of Cleveland, is what is in containers coming into Cleveland or going out of Cleveland? You know, what type of products are being moved in and out um uh via the Peyton Lynn now? Yeah. Uh,
1: definitely, uh, there's been a change. Uh, we're still, I think, majority. We're still seeing, say, raw material um, for for the most part. Um, things things used coming in are, are are things coming in are used for production of something else. Um, but we are definitely we have definitely seen an increase in say finished goods um, coming in as well, uh, and and. The, just judging by the inquiries that we get, we're going to see more of that as well. Uh, I think that's where we see the biggest um, increase of, of inquiries. Uh, still, raw materials are, are um, predominant, but but we, you know, we see we see that that uh, that scale tipping in the other direction slowly. But but it's definitely there. So you have you have you know basically consumer goods being ready to be put on the shelves. You know in you know here around us somewhere. Uh, coming in. So we see it just by the urgency that they need these uh, containers out.
0: Gosh, gotcha, you guys, thanks for clearing that up. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have a uh, a lot of questions on our uh, podcast website about that same thing. Uh, and I, think, uh, I thank you for clearing some of that up. So looking at 2022, uh, from your perspective, what does 2022 look like for Cleveland Europe Express?
1: we certainly hope that uh, the momentum that has that has um, uh, that we've seen since August uh, bringing in the the, the lens sea will continue and hopefully we can add um, you know, we can add tonnage uh, to to further facilitate uh, uh, this increase of of container shipments coming in especially and, and likewise be able to provide a more even more reliable and consistent service going outbound as well, which is what our export shippers are looking for. So overall just, you know, increased service opportunities uh, for us both ways.
0: And understanding the, that, that, outlook that you just gave, do you expect um, that shipping over the next couple of years will continue to experience congestion on some of the coastal ports?
1: I mean, you know, from, from our experience, uh, we have, we have seen the congestion, you know, prior to the pandemic. Uh, it happens from time to time. Will it be at the same level? No, I think eventually they'll they'll have things uh, sorted out a little bit better. I think uh, over time, uh, there'll be other, I mean, I think the customers eventually will drive the, the change. Uh, they will look to other ports, not just here in the Midwest, but but if you go from Newark further down the coast or even up the coast. Um, people will look for options and and eventually the, the the spikes that are seen in some of the big container ports will will uh, move to other ports and everything will, will kind of level out in that sense um, I do think that uh, the the fact that uh, importers exporters have gotten wise to the potential problems and, and and coming up with processes to avoid that in the future will, uh, continue. Uh, they, they will, yeah, there will not be as many eggs in the same basket going forward, put it that way.
0: Understood, understood. And, and for shippers who are interested in Cleveland Europe Express, you can visit theportofcleveland.com backslash CEE to learn more and get in contact with our team here at the Port of Cleveland. And then also, Klaus, how can a shipper get in contact with you directly if they want to learn more about Splitoff or the Cleveland Europe Express?
1: Right. Yeah, you can email us at Cleveland at dot com and we'll we'll answer uh, immediately.
0: And Splitoff is spelled S-P-L-I-E-T-H-O-F-F uh, for those that may not be familiar with the. Uh, may not be as familiar with the Dutch language. Uh, so, so, Klaus, I, I again, I, I thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, taking some time uh, on Great Lakes Forward. Uh, our podcast is widely listened to uh, throughout the, the Midwest and, and Canada, uh, especially uh, with uh, various logistics and shipping interests. We appreciate you coming on and speaking to our listeners. Uh, But more importantly, we appreciate the listeners for tuning in uh, for this, our third season of of Great Lakes Forward. And I'm Jay Davis, Vice President at the Port of Cleveland, and I appreciate everyone listening. And Klaus, thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. All right, that's a wrap for us today at Great Lakes Forward. Please follow us at greatlakesforward.com. Uh, And then also at the Port of Cleveland um, social media pages, Instagram, Facebook um, and Twitter. And then also on LinkedIn as well, the Cleveland Cuyahoga County Port Authority or the Port of Cleveland. Everyone have a great one.